Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Conair is spreading love and celebrating women, not just on International Women's Day, but every day with Conair Girl Bomb. Girl Bomb is their new line of powerful hair removal tools made just for us. Yeah. Whether it's the silky smooth skin or the empowering confidence boost you get, Conair Girl Bomb is here to amp up those positive vibes with some self care. So to all the beautiful women out there, keep shining, keep being you, and treat yourself to some Conair Girl Bomb magic. You deserve it. Available at Walgreens. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I.com. Offers are subject to change, and certain restrictions may apply. On the Bechdel cast, the questions asked if movies have women in them. Are all their discussions just boyfriends and husbands, or do they have individualism? The patriarchy's effing vast. Start changing it with the Bechdel cast. Hi, welcome to the Bechdel cast. My name's Jamie Loftus. My name's Caitlin Durante. Oh my god, this is our podcast. This, You're listening to it. Here we are. This is the Bechdel cast. We talk about the representation, the portrayal, the treatment of women in movies, one movie at a time. I'm drinking Seven uh, Eleven juice. Yeah, I'm kind Which of disappointed. Which you think would just be sweat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of disappointed that you're not drinking a Mark's Hard Lemonade today, but... I'm fully even compromised at, today. After they followed us on Twitter and everything. You wouldn't believe They still the have yet to send us any of their product, but we'll get there. I don't know. I'm still. I I, I got into an, an online feud with the geeks who drink, and I'm still <laughs> really battling with that. And I think that they're they're afraid of me. And uh, and then I sort of just, you know, I can't be feuding right now. Sure, I understand. Feud, a show Alfred Molina was nominated for a Golden Glove and snubbed. There we go. There's the mention. Right there at it the top. is. There. Wow. Oh, so we so we uh, look at movies through the lens of how they treat women mm-hmm. uh, using the Bechdel test as a yardstick, as a start for the convo. Bechdel test for us is there has to be a conversation between two female identifying characters in the movie with names talking about something other than a man for more than two lines of dialogue. Yeah. Doesn't seem like it would be that hard for any movie to pass. And yet. And yet. So many simply do not. Yes. Uh, today, Whoops. today. I mean, I feel like no one will be shocked to know. I've, I say we blow the reveal. That, that Lady, Bird Lady Bird passes, passes the, the Bechdel, Bechdel test. test. <gasps> dun, 
dun, dun. Wild. I'm so excited to talk about it. Though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we get into that, though, let us introduce our guest. Yay. She's a hilarious comedian. Mm-hmm. She runs a show called Velvet. Great show. Charla Lorston. Hi. Hello. Thanks so much for being here. I'm so excited to be Thanks here. Thanks for having me, of guys. Of course. Thanks for bringing us this movie. Of course. I so, love this movie. So you saw it in theaters, I'm, I'm guessing. Mm. Screen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's quite all right. Yeah. I mean, it only came out a, a couple months ago. So why yeah. did you pick this movie? Well, I also, I literally, like, when I saw the previews for it, mm-hmm. I reached out to my reps and asked for a script. So I read the script before I ever saw the movie. Oh, cool. Because well, cool. I was just so excited about Greta Gerwig writing a film and like it getting any kind of buzz like I just get really excited when I see women doing things that are like close to my age it just feels like I could do it yeah (laughs) and it just seemed like such a cool movie I hadn't seen stuff like I'm interested in writing a mother-daughter kind of Mm. movie and I just wanted to see how she wrote out that relationship and it was like really you know worthwhile to read the script and see the movie that's awesome that's amazing I want to see the script yeah Hey, speaking of scripts, uh, I do have a master's degree in screenwriting from That's Boston a stre- University. That's such I, a stretch. I, I Congratulations. I hate to bring it up, you know, it just, but, you know, I've written a script before. No big deal. <laughs> That's good to know. I didn't know that about you. Oh, yeah. I'm so glad I know that now. They, well, congratulations on still having a master's degree. Thank yeah, you. I'm glad they I didn't take it away from you after all that money. <laughs> yeah. Imagine if they did that. <laughs> they would oh. like to rescind like your master's degree. If you don't use degree. it in four years, they're like, sorry, <laughs> gotta take it now. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> it's got like an expiration date, dude. You still owe us $200,000. Well, I feel like I'm using it every day. Every day that we record an episode. I'm using that master's, baby. Yeah, this is a ver- this is a coping mechanism. This, this is show. totally screenwriter adjacent for sure. Yeah, like some so. people totally never even use Thank their major. Thank you for helping True. me validate my choices. We've all made lovely. we've all made choices. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I make choices all the time. <laughs> some of them are good. Some of them are not so good. Sure. Whatever. Hey, kind of like what happens in today's movie. <laughs> Wait, people making choices. People making choices. People making some choices of them aren't the so movie. good. Some of them are okay. These yeah. segues are <laughs> masterful. I learned I mean, about transitions in in, in screenwriting class. <laughs> Oh, Anyhow, again, I don't like to bring it up. So um, <laughs> I saw Lady Bird in the theater. I liked it a lot the first time. I would say that I didn't like it quite as much the second time. Some of it's... Oh, I had the opposite experience. Yeah. You I, know, I would say because I read it first, I liked the mm-hmm. script better than I liked the movie. Interesting. A, just a little bit, only because of the casting choices. I was surprised by some of them. Oh, yeah? But yeah, I was surprised by the boyfriend, her first boyfriend. Uh-huh. That's that casting choice. Especially because he just looked so much more like a baby than she does. Mm, uh, and yeah. I, I like, it was glaring to me. <laughs> like, I was sure. just like, just get someone older. We all know they're older playing younger. So it's like, right. so that was weird. And I thought the brother casting was, and the girlfriend, I thought those were both kind of weird casting choices. So I've never seen either of those actors before, I yeah, don't think. Yeah, me neither. Okay. So this is, I think we are to understand, autobiographical of Greta uh-huh. Gerwig's life? Yeah, Does she have, like, I wonder if she has, like, an adopted sibling or not? I don't I know. I didn't look it up. I yeah, me up. either. Maybe, whoops, well, that's from our my bad un- for not doing <laughs> no, research. From my understanding, the autobiographical portion is that she lived in a small town and wanted to go to school in New York. <laughs> that's okay. The, oh, yeah. so everyone who's ever... Yeah, you know, everybody. Lived or, lived or died. 
has had this experience. Right. Uh, That's why it's so relatable. Mm-hmm. Every time the mother and the daughter are on screen in this movie, I'm crying. I like fully allowed myself to be manipulated. Oh my god! There are some lines in there that really uh, get a tear out. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, the mm-hmm. scene where they're shopping at the Goodwill, yeah. fucking destroyed. Yes. When she <laughs> asked her, "Do you like me?" The, oh, yeah. that one. Yeah, because they were shopping at that time, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anytime they're in a store together. Women like, be shopping. Oh. Women be shopping, but having them deep-ass conversations <laughs> yeah. while they're shopping? Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. The one, but the, the, I'm thinking of the, the part where they ha- they're they having a fight when they're, like, looking at clothes on the rack, mm-hmm. and then she pulls out one dress, and then immediately they're not fighting. Yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, like, that's oh, perfect. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. I'm not going to start I now. thought the movie did such a great job of showing how you can forgive your kid for who they are at that age if that makes sense Mm -hmm. you know because you could tell her mother loved her and knows that she'll grow up and knows that she'll be more responsible she just wants more for her but doesn't like her Mm -hmm. at this age because she's so annoying I guess uh, it, I, I'm reading a little bit about uh, Greta Gerwig, the early life section of her Wikipedia oh, page. Oh, good. I'm a scholar. Yeah. Uh, the, but th- this does actually seem like a pretty close adaptation of what her life was, where her mom was an OBGYN nurse. Her dad worked for a credit union. She has a younger brother. They don't say if he is adopted. but And then she went to an all-girls Catholic school in Sacramento. Okay. And she describes herself as, quote, an intense child, <laughs> which also attracts with Lady Bird. So, yeah. sure, sure. So, uh, speaking of that, I'll kind of give a recap of the story. Caitlin's famous recap. We focus on Christine McPherson, who mm-hmm. has given herself the name Lady Bird, and she wants everyone to call her that. She is a senior in high school in Sacramento at an all-girls Catholic high school. She does not especially like Sacramento, or at least she doesn't think that she does. And she is gearing up to be applying for colleges. Because she doesn't like Sacramento and California in general, she doesn't want to go to any of like the UC state schools around. She wants to go to New York. She wants to go on the East Coast. So kind of that's on her mind. She has a difficult relationship with her mother, Marion, played by Laurie Metcalf. Her mother is a bit overbearing. She's pretty judgmental. They get in a lot of arguments. Her dad, on the other hand, is like total beta male, like sweetest guy ever. Daddy beta, yeah. And she has a best friend named Julie, who throughout the Jonah course Hill's of the story, sister. I didn't know that until earlier today. No way! Yeah, yeah. I did and not. Know now that, that I know that, I can totally see it. Right? Oh, I'm like, way. oh, you totally see the family She was, she was my favorite, or one of one of my favorite performances in the movie. I Mine really too. loved her. I loved her. I can't wait to see her more stuff. Same. She's awesome. Yeah. So um, over the course of the movie, their friendship has sort of an arc where they're very close, but then. Lady Bird meets this other girl in her class named Jenna, is it? She comes from a wealthier family, and she's more popular. So Lady Bird's like, I want to be friends with her. She's also, like, hella sexual. She's (laughs) such a sex spot. It's, like, like, overwhelming. And, like, a sex spot in a way that is... Because this movie takes place in 02, right? Yeah. It's very, like, an 02 sex spot kind of vibe where I, like, in a way I can't even describe. It's just, like... It's almost like a Britney Spears kind of, like approachable but like like having way more sex right, than I'm you're like, comfortable with knowing from oh, that, from that age yeah, yeah. <laughs> this girl they make it apparent as soon as you see her yeah, yeah. like the is there a scene where she's chewing bubble gum like yeah it's Close like up on the lips titties mm-hmm. are out like mm-hmm. she's just but she looks so young right? right yeah yeah i think that she actually is 
that is like kind of a weird casting thing in this movie where it, it seems like the high school is mostly populated by kids that age and then Saoirse Ronan is like 23. 20, yeah, exactly. Um, oh, is she? Yeah. yeah. Is that how you say her name? Saoirse. Saoirse? Yeah. I learned from... I had to watch the Golden Gloves and just be like, how do they, what are they going to say? There's so many vowels. Yeah. Yeah. I'll try Uh, to remember that. Saoirse. Meanwhile, Timothy Chardonnay is in it. And <laughs> so, Timothy, but I'm getting ahead of myself. Timothy Charlemagne. That was Should another fun one. Charlemagne. Um, Lil Howard's in. Yeah, love it. <laughs> so, so her friendship with uh, Jenna sort of displaces Julie a little bit, but then they, she but and Julie's Lady got Bird, drama club. She's good. She, but she's not. So many feel- drama club trauma flashbacks oh, watching yeah. this got just like the sincerity of a high school drama club and like watching that you're just like oh my god yeah yeah and then and then it's so bad it's, it's so, so bad, bad. <laughs> it was well done how bad they made it yeah. yeah and how they can't tell how bad it is no <laughs> It's a great portrayal of drama club. Oh yeah. my god! Yeah, like the when they cut to the scene and it's like they're they're like writhing around in yeah. primary colors, right? It's, it's and so they funny. think it's the most future. Yeah. Like this is like 2086 <laughs> shit right here. Like this is the best stuff we've ever done in our lives, and it's awful. Like, unwatchable. There's like a shot of the parents, and they're just like, "Ugh, these are our kids." So yeah. we like we have to stomach this. Have- yeah. God, I would shut. There's got to be like video evidence of my high school drama club somewhere, but I would sh- I would die. I was never in drama club. I did um, mock trial and I was uh, on the soccer team. Those were my <gasps> extracurriculars. I was on mock trial in the tennis team. Ooh. So, do you want to play tennis? I would. I would oh love God. to play. I will. Let's do email it. Email you about it. Okay, cool. Because I've been playing tennis. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Jamie, come play tennis with us. Okay. Aristotle, you too. I played <laughs> Division three in college. So oh, I'm terrible. You should be afraid. Shit. Yeah. Okay. I, I am. Yeah, I'm not good at tennis. That's just kidding. I'm not. I'm just barely okay. Able there, to play. That's all you have to be to do D three in college. Oh, is D three the division where you it's just show up? Is, yeah. <laughs> I like yeah, yeah. to say it to intimidate people that don't know what I'm talking about. But it's it basically sounds, it high sounds school really tennis. impressive. Yeah. yeah, it does. Great. It does. I was. I was. I was blown away. Yeah. It's, Anyway, so Ladybird. Uh, Lady. So she, she has these sports. different friendships. Uh, Ladybird gets involved with this boy named Danny, who she meets through the theater production that they do. Gay he, high school boyfriend flashbacks. Yeah, mm-hmm. he turns out to be gay. Uh, but I think we're supposed to believe that she might have her first kiss with him. Or, she does. Yeah, she okay. does. Anyway. She says her it's her first kiss. Okay, got yeah. it. Then she gets involved with Timothy Charlemagne. <laughs> and <laughs> Who is like, who really is so good in this movie where you just fucking hate him. Great performance. Him hate yeah. him. Horrible character. Yeah. yeah. Hate that guy. Yeah. And then meanwhile, she's, you know, having conflicts with her mother. She's applied to New York schools behind her mother's back. All these things kind of come to a head around graduation when she gets waitlisted at, I think, NYU. And her mother finds out about it. And she's all upset because the family is also lower middle class. They the don't... father was laid off, so they're having father financial troubles. Yeah. Yep. Oh, God, what a heart wrench. Her mom, I think, is a, a nurse in a psychiatric hospital. Yes. Yeah. And she's working double shifts to pay for basically the whole family. And then Lady Bird also has a brother, Miguel, and his girlfriend, Shelly, who also lives with the family. I wish I saw we saw those characters more. But Shelly we'll especially that. seemed like she has like one moment, but it's only sort of to be like, 
labor. Be nice to your mom. Yeah. And that's sort of all you get, which is weird because it sounds like there was like a lot there where it sounded like she was kicked out of her house for having premarital sex. She was, yeah. But they give her kind of a decent storyline later, you know, because Shelly tells Lady Bird how cool her mom was because, you know, when her actual mom kicked her out, her mom took her in very easily. Mm -hmm. Right. And also Shelly's other storyline is wanting Lady Bird to like her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes, that is true. Because there's that scene over, they're eating eggs and then Mm -hmm. Shelly's like, your sister doesn't like me. And Miguel's like, yeah, she does. And yeah. everyone's like fighting and yelling. Everyone's yeah, yelling all <laughs> the cute. time. It's cute. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. And then uh, the story ends with her getting into the school in New York, moving there. She drops uh, Lady Bird. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. She starts drawn by Christine. Her mother and she have not really reconciled by the time she leaves. But her mom has written her all these notes and basically she like calls and leaves a phone message being like, Mom, I love you. And. And then that's kind of the end of the movie. And she goes yeah. to church. And then she goes, yeah. <laughs> it's, Which will yeah. stop very quickly after Chris <laughs> oh, going right. to college. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's just a matter of time. But, yeah. you know, that description, like, that, the movie has so many great scenes and so many great moments and so many great lines, mm-hmm. like, that you totally relate to from going to high school and starting to experience all of these things and, like, I'm from Taunton, Massachusetts. That's oh, I'm from, I'm from Brockton. No way. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking crazy. That's crazy. Oh but you God. totally want to get out of there, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, as you love and respect the town and the people that are there, and you mm. know everyone, and it's, like, it's very much familiar. But, you know, I related to the movie so much in that sense that I was like, oh, my God, I can't, I got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Same experience for me. I grew up in a, a small town in rural Pennsylvania, graduated only a year after Lady Bird's character did. Mm-hmm. So I was in high school right at the same time. You know, Justin Timberlake's Crimea River was all the rage oh, for me, for too. Sure. Great, great use of Crimea River. <laughs> oh, totally. So good. Also had a bit of a tumultuous relationship with my mother at the time. My mom. Same, same, same. Lori, yeah. shout out to Lori. Uh, she's chilled out considerably since then. But you know, <laughs> I'm I sure was, you were perfect, too. Yeah, I'm sure you were was. perfect teenage girls. <laughs> and she wanted to hang out with you. So much. <laughs> well, that's what Jay, she did because she never oh. let me leave the house. She oh, didn't okay. let me do anything. Yeah. We were fighting about that oh. all the time. Like, we just argued a lot when I was a teen. I dealt with my mom's overprotectiveness in a different way. Mm. Like, my, my parents didn't let me go to prom. Like, my mom was super, <gasps> like, my mom is super religious and overprotective. Yeah. Which I totally get, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? But I was, like, so super calm about it. I was re- I was just like, all right, well, I'll just live at college, <laughs> and then I'll move away. <laughs> like, I was too impatient for I'm that. Very That's a very patient. reasonable I was yeah. very reasonable, because it's like, there's no point in, f- I'm not, like, I'm not rebellious towards my parents. I don't see any use in that. Mm-hmm. I think the world is already so hard. Like, why would I, like, <laughs> give my my parents even more problems? And also, like, there's logic to her being overprotective. It just, of course, is oppressive <laughs> to be right. so locked down all the time. But did you go to Taunton High? I did go to Taunton High. Wow. Yeah. This is so if, crazy. For people like, that don't like know, Taunton and Brockton are literally the towns. They're neighbors. right next to each other. They're neighbors. Yeah. Love your mall. What? Right. <laughs> Great mall. I don't love the Taunton Mall. Really? That was always my fave. You'd rather mm-hmm. go there? My mom would bring me to Taunton Mall as like a special treat. And Ooh, she's oh like, God. you this have a $10, go to Claire's. <laughs> <laughs> I'd go to Claire's, have at, with like the red tag items at Claire's. Oh, Claire's. God. Wow. Guys, check it out. There's nothing worse. There's nothing else to do. And there's no mall worse than the Brockton Mall, as I'm sure you know. I don't 100% agree, only because I'd go get all of my weave there. 
Oh, okay. There was no weave in Taunton. There is in Taunton Mall. That makes sense. Yeah, Yeah. but in Brockton, there's like lots of weave. (laughs) There is really. (laughs) It's where all the black people live. It's great. It's yeah. I love Brockton so much. It's great. Well, I didn't even have a a mall in my hometown, so. (laughs) Well, you were like in the woods, basically. Yeah, 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 for sure. So this movie, I think, has a great depiction of a relationship between a high school young woman Mm -hmm. and her mother. Um, We've talked before on the podcast about movies set in high school often don't feel like any, they don't look like any high school you've ever seen. They don't feel like any high school you went to. Like they just feel like a Hollywood version of what high school is and they don't ever feel real. But to me, seeing this young woman, it just like that felt real. Her high school experience, her relationship with her mother is such a more in-depth relationship than we often see explored in a movie, like a mainstream Hollywood movie like mm. this. That alone made me, especially the first time I like really enjoyed this movie. I was like, wow, this is, feels so honest. Yeah. <sighs> Seeing it the second time, I was like, hmm, I don't think I like Lady Bird as a character very much. That was what I struggled with the first time. But then the second time when I saw it, I was like, oh, but I think that that means that the movie's doing a, a good job. Yes, that's uh, the thing. Because yeah. the characterization is so well done. So, yeah. yeah. And I think we're supposed to come, at least for me, coming away from this, I was like, oh, you know, I don't really like this character, but I think she's she has She's frustrating. A, she's a frustrating. She's yeah. immature, but she's 17. That's, she's yeah, 18. That like that's, sense. we're all terrible at that age. We are. Right. And I think we're supposed to come away from this, like thinking, yes, she has potential to learn and grow. And that's what her mom wanted for her to be the best version of herself. Yeah. Just to kind of come into her own you know, this is a coming of age story, if you will. Yes. Uh, yeah, I think we're supposed to just like take away, wow, look how honest of a portrayal this relationship and these relationships were in this movie. So that was my main takeaway from it. I loved it. My main takeaway from it was the mom, <laughs> Lori Metcalf's <laughs> oh, character. Because we, I, I just feel like moms are so underappreciated <laughs> in culture and society. Mm-hmm. And when I turned 30, something happened in my brain when two things became very important to me. My skin and my mom. <laughs> like, I don't know like, what happened, but, like, I immediately, like, I don't know what it is about, like, growing older. And I don't have kids, but it just made me understand my mom in ways that I've just never understood her before. And I, like, loved watching Lady Bird come to understand her mom towards the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, like, like that's what... It was like so great about that. It would have like that's what I think was the redeeming quality of her character. Like yes. because you don't like her and you're not supposed to like her, but at least by the end she becomes like this very apologetic, very grateful like kid who finally mm-hmm. realizes like the emotional labor of her of yes. like being her mom. <laughs> like right. that that's what it was. It's like this heavy lifting to like love you. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh god, they're they're towards the end it is like I had times like that with, I mean, like, we all see us and our moms in this movie. Mm -hmm. But, like, the scene at the sink where Laurie Metcalf's washing dishes and is being very, you know, I'm not talking to you. And Lady Bird's flipping the fuck out. Like, I had so many moments of that with my mom where I would say something stupid or, like, lash out in some weird hormonal way at her. And then she would just shut down. And then I would be like... 
I don't I don't remember the exact line of dialogue, but it really like hit me the second time, especially when when she was like, "You don't have to, you know, like just talk to me, just talk to me, just talk." To me. I was like, "Yeah, oh, fuck." I did that with my mom like <laughs> every other day. Yeah. Uh, Greta Gerwig did such an amazing job of like finding these so specific moments that mm-hmm. somehow like resonate on this huge level mm-hmm. like anytime they're at a store and then oh there's one of the things that i loved both viewings is when they go to look at the nice houses right after she yeah the i'm like I love that up. too it's yeah. so beautiful <laughs> it is um yeah yeah and then my thing with the with the movie the first time i remember i saw it in theaters with my friend who grew up in sacramento at that exact time Mm -hmm. and so her gripes were all like sacramental related and i didn't know Mm. what they were oh sure but the things that i was like bummed out about the first time was i genuinely was mad at lady bird for bailing on julie Yeah. yeah But that means that it's just like, you know, the movie got a serious reaction out of me because I was like, what? Like, Julie didn't get like a good apology. That sucked. Yeah. But again, that's just like a thought I had about the movie. And then, and then I did wish that that the relationship between Lady Bird and then Danny, Danny, right? When he comes mm-hmm. out of the, I wish that that, like you get a great moment and we, and we see that they're friends down the line, but I just, I wish that that was like explored a little bit more. Same. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. And also it's like. Again, it's so you can't watch this movie and not make it personal. But mm-hmm. like I, I had I had a gay high school boyfriend that, you know, there I was like, there's there's so many like weird, cool moments you could go back to. But mm-hmm. movies, I, I would have taken a little bit less Timothy Chalamet uh, yeah, and Timothy swapped out Chardonnay. Ugh. Yeah, he's I mean, and that character is great. I like it was so well written in terms of just like, what a fuck. Oh, he's right. got he's got Howard's in like yeah. that's you know exactly who he is. <laughs> right. And and you even find out he's like, oh, my dad has cancer and he's still the worst. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> which really speaks to how annoying he is. But yeah, like, yeah. yeah, my main gripe with the movie the first time was like, I wish we got more Danny. I thought that that was like a cool relationship we didn't yeah. see. A yeah, lot of. Lady Bird does kind of redeem herself with her mom at the end, like you were saying, Charlotte. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I wanted more of a redemption with both Danny and her best friend Julie, because she does go yeah. back at the end, like right before prom, and we don't see her actually apologize verbally maybe she doesn't need to maybe their friendship is on such a level where she does just her showing up and hanging out with her is enough i don't know maybe i'm like kind of working through this in real time i do like that they reconciled i don't know i just wish that because the first time i saw the movie i was like huh she's funny she's spunky she's bold she's like really outspoken and i liked that about her and then the second time around when i was like paying more close attention i was like oh she's kind of mean to her friend and she's she dumps her at one point. I know it is, yeah. but and it made me. I know. Yeah. Ugh, I don't know. It just made me annoying with her. And then she like makes that racist comment to her brother, where she's basically implying that he only got into UC Berkeley because of like affirmative action. And he's just oh, yeah. like, "You're the worst." And yeah. And I was just like, "Oh, she's a little piece of shit." But again, we all are at that time. So we, yeah, and that's. I don't know. I mean. I thought it was accurate. Yeah, <laughs> it, it is. Yeah. It is. It is. And I think that that's partially why she's so frustrating because yeah. she is a we teenage see ourselves girl. in. You her. know what I love the most is at the end of the movie when she's at that party and um, the guy asks her where she's from and she says Sacramento oh, yeah. and he doesn't really hear her and she changes her answer mm-hmm. to San Francisco. Yeah. And I, I love that, that she's still lying. <laughs> like even because yeah. that's a theme throughout the movie that she lies because she, she lies about she the house that she lives in and like, yeah, yeah she cheats. She, she does steals all the Great book. She tells her yeah, she's she lies 
about her grade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's a terrible person. She, really she ditches is. her friend Julie. She yeah. and oh, only goes Julie. to Julie after she learns her her lesson. Justice for Julie. Yeah, justice for Julie. But like, uh, I love that at the end she's still lying because it's this great reminder that change is slow <laughs> and that yes. you know maybe at the end of the four years she'll be a different person but her first party at college she's still that she's still ladybird she's still christine she's still yeah. not comfortable in this new role of she's not older she's just in a different place you know right. which was really cool and it's cool to see her kind of figure that out in yeah. real time because she i mean and that is part of what i found frustrating about the character and again it's like the more we talk about it it's like it's not that doesn't mean that it's not i mean that means it's really good mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah. and and i recognize this like behavior in you know like girls i knew in high school of like they'll try out a club and then if it, they're not immediately the center like that was like ladybird wanted attention and when she didn't mm. get like a role she thought was sufficient for her she was like oh fuck off bye yeah mm-hmm. and then like moved on to the next thing which is jenna and then moved on to the next like she was just all mm-hmm. you know just like a very teenage selfishness and it's weird i mean because she also she is insecure in some way like she is a very confident character mm-hmm. but there are some ways that yeah, like this was something I, I remember feeling myself too. Like she was so confident, but also very adamant about her own like mediocrity and was not really delusional in any way about like she's like, yeah, my grades aren't good enough, but mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? yeah, like that we know of yet. Yeah, <laughs> that's such a great line. And, and uh, you know, like when her mom was like, oh, do you still like drama? She's like, no, I don't think I'm good at it. Like Lady Bird wants to find the easiest way to do yeah. everything. Yeah. Yes. Which, you know, which is, again, a lot of us is understandable. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff's hard. Yeah. So these are just very well written characters that we usually don't see on screen because especially female characters are such one dimensional, underdeveloped people who don't feel like real people that it is refreshing to see such dynamic characters in this movie. Yes. I agree. I love it. I want to talk about Julie. I think she's my favorite character. We need to talk about Julie. We need to talk about Julie. (laughs) (laughs) New movie starring Tilda Swinton. (laughs) (laughs) So one of the things I want to say about her is that I really like that we get representation on screen of a young woman who is fat. We almost never see fat women in movies. Even of the female characters that we've talked about on this podcast who we love and we think are such like badass female characters, they're almost always like these unrealistically thin women. Hollywood is very guilty of portraying this like unrealistic standard of beauty that like no one can achieve Mm. and having their like badass strong female protagonists and female characters still be very by Western standards, very beautiful and very thin. So I just really liked that we see a very lovable, good smart, character. awesome, yeah. Smart, like, she gets oh, cast in the lead so of the play, even though she does not have that standout of an audition. Like, her audition. <laughs> that was where I was yeah, like, I she was had funny. a weird, yeah. yeah. Like, and Lady Bird, I thought, had a pretty good audition. Me I too. thought so, too. It was extra as hell. But, like, that's <laughs> like, that same. Yeah. But just the fact that we see that representation, I think, is really great. 
because we haven't talked that much about like kind of the body positivity movement on this podcast. Yeah. And I, I mean, I feel like we don't talk about it a lot because we so rarely see other body types in any movie we cover. Totally. Yeah. Uh, Which is also worth mentioning that we hardly ever see that. Yeah. And kind of speaking to that point, I thought that the way that that was, I mean, that was in no way a focal point, even of Julie's character, really. No, no, uh, no. But there, the few times that like Julie, like she says a few times like, oh, I feel so fat or I like there, there's like little comments mm-hmm. and Lady Bird never quite knows how to deal with it and respond. Yeah. And she'll be like, me too. Or like something like, yeah, I've like, re- connected with, with those moments too of like when your friend expresses an insecurity and then you're like, oh, I don't know what to do with this. I'm just mm-hmm. going to say I feel the same way, mm-hmm. even though like, yeah. yeah like Because it's seen very early on, uh, they're looking through a magazine at the store where Miguel works at and um, yes, yeah. they see like an ad of this like probably photoshopped model. Oh, 100%. I mean, 2002? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> even today, all that shit's being photoshopped. Uh, Julie says, you know, why can't I look like that? I think Lady Bird doesn't really respond or, like, doesn't say anything that important. But then Lady Bird reflects that same sentiment much later on in the movie when mm-hmm. she's shopping for her prom dress. And she comes out and there's a dress that's a little too tight. And, you know, she's saying, like, why don't I look like the women in the magazines? Which is a bit on the nose. On but, the nose. You know. <laughs> but, you know. Point gets um, across. But, yeah, I do like those little moments where, you know, Julie, like you said, expresses an insecurity, which, you know, again, just a totally realistic thing for women of all ages to be insecure about. So I just, yeah, I just really liked that representation and that that was addressed in the movie. I would like to see more movies feature just a strong female lead that doesn't have that, quote unquote, ideal body shape. I'd like to see... For sure. Representation across the board of just, you know, other shapes and sizes. doesn't seem like we're quite there yet in Hollywood. I don't think so, but I f- it's on the horizon. I can already, I can feel yeah. it in my bones. It's mm-hmm. coming. You know, when you see, I really do. Like when you see more women directors, you see more women screenwriters, you see women really getting the means of production <laughs> like yeah, you know right. like yeah. you have a Shonda Rhimes that exists you have an Oprah that exists Oprah has a network like I don't see how in the next 10 to 20 years based on the way those women look you know right. like and what they've already done mm-hmm. like that that work isn't pushed more and like women like us who want to see ourselves represented on screen even Anissa Rae with her natural hair like that's mind boggling to me <laughs> like you don't see a lead with natural hair mm-hmm. like 10 years ago ever you know like now it's everywhere now it's like I don't even know how to take care of my natural hair (laughs) now I'm like oh my god now it's a trend (laughs) I gotta figure it out but it's like serious like I really I think it's I think it's only gonna get better really oh yeah I I hope so I think you're right makes me happy I feel uplifted yeah oh good I'm so glad (laughs) you guys don't agree you don't think it's gonna get better I think so often we get caught in the mire of like we're usually covering movies that are a little bit older and it's so easy to just get bogged down with like oof Jesus Christ we're giving James Franco golden gloves okay you know like Mm. But it does seem like there is a system that is, if not being pushed all the way out, is at least being pushed to the side, which is, yeah. I think the most promising thing is that system is seeing how financially, like, it's it can't last long. <laughs> like, that, right. that system, fin- like, like, people aren't supporting movies that only have this or that. Like, I think 
a movie like Black Panther, which I personally have been excited to see. I'm oh, <laughs> so like, excited I'm already, to see I already it. got my tickets. I'm so ready. <laughs> oh, dude. But the fact that that, or, or even like Lady Bird, let's just use the movie we're talking about. A movie like Lady Bird that is financially successful. You know, like from the time when Bridesmaids was financially successful. Mm-hmm. Everything's about money in this industry. So it's totally. just like, right. once they see that there's this structure that's built on these oppressive kind of ideas because only a handful of people or only so many people get to make these decisions when their bottom line isn't being met because they can't finance they can't finance because people can't, aren't putting yeah. up, people aren't putting anymore. up money anymore because they know yeah. they don't have to see something like that right. they have to change or they die which right. is fine some of them will go away and some of them will wise up and like make movies with women and people of color and like put people or like even better i hate having to like shove my way into like the person of powers you know mm-hmm. position I'd rather just create my own thing <laughs> and then right, you die naturally <laughs> like, <laughs> you know competition is great in that way you know like when you're making something people want to see like I don't have to push my way to the table I can make my own table and make my own film and make my own you know yeah like, totally um, and I think it's I think it's yeah. amazing I think it's gonna be dope and, oh, and yeah. with yeah. like all these different platforms things are so much more accessible than they used to be with 100%. like the studio system and all that yeah it sucks that for like the Hollywood studio system, the motivator for them is money and not showcasing marginalized voices. Like, well, it's good that that's America. the result. <laughs> yeah. But, this yeah. is America. Capitalist. I know. Yeah. Socialist Caitlin over right. here. So it's, uh, Caitlin, go get your plow. Yeah. We are, uh, yeah, get out of here. I'm not a libertarian. <laughs> Libertarians own plows. That's just like a fun thing I enjoy pushing in the world. Yeah, um, yeah and, and when movies like Lady Bird... I want to see how beyond its budget it it made, but like th- this movie did so well, mm-hmm. and I was I was surprised at, and I think there was just like a culture shift of a couple years ago. Do I think my brother, my little brother, would go out of his way to see Lady Bird? No, like, mm-hmm. but he did, and he's seen it twice. I mean, wow. that has to do with Movie Pass too, but <laughs> but but like it it is cool that there is like a culture shift happening where you don't necessarily see Lady Bird, and you're like, oh, it's the girl movie mm-hmm. we're not yeah. gonna go but yeah. like yeah where it's like my yeah my dad and my brother saw Lady Bird and they just hey. and, and I think unless they were like placating me I think they just thought they saw a movie mm-hmm. which is <laughs> which they did but I think 10 years ago they would have been like oh yeah we saw I can't believe I had to go see the girl movie you know do you mm-hmm. know what that makes me think of when you say they saw a, a quote-unquote girl movie and they are just talking about it like a normal movie. It makes me think of yeah. the Me Too movement or just the sexual harassment culture in Hollywood that everyone's been talking about, mm. about how like dudes are just like, well, how are we supposed to talk to women? It's just <laughs> right. like, like they're a person. <laughs> like, yeah. right. Imagine talking to another guy, <laughs> but right. that you might, you know, and like ask it, like, would you touch another guy if you didn't ask that person or didn't know if it was okay? You know, yeah. <laughs> right. Like the sexual attraction part is, you know, one piece, but then also they're also a person. That's that's what I would like to say <laughs> to people well, that I are think, confused. Yeah, it's uh. well, it's been shoved down everybody's throat in media and just culture in general that actually women aren't really people; they're objects. Yeah. So all these men who like right. don't know how to talk to women or like don't know how to treat them, it's because yeah. they've been spoon-fed these ideas that like 
women are objects and that they're not real people and they don't have autonomy. So Yeah, they're just like jiggling boobs. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes they have a name, sometimes they don't. (laughs) Even like you guys were talking about when you go back and watch old movies, it's true. When I go back and watch old movies, I'm like, holy shit. And like (laughs) Like, even like recent past. Yeah. Something that this movie didn't uh, really address that, that, I mean, I just think that there wasn't time. But like... I would be so interested in like what were the movies Lady Bird and Julie were like seeing mm-hmm. in 2002 because mm-hmm. it had to have been a fucking mm-hmm. nightmare mm-hmm. like because right. that's kind of I feel like the early 2000s was weirdly especially bad uh, in the ways uh, that women are project- I, I I'm kind of I think plugging in my time at working in the Playboy archives as a litmus <laughs> test for that but like the early 2000s was especially pushing like a insane body type oh, on, yeah. on the world mm-hmm. um, that's less realistic than almost any other era I can think of. So I, I, I kind of wish I knew like, I'm like, oh, because they, they don't talk about movies. Music is discussed a little bit. A lot. Yeah. And the, the soundtrack is like awesome. I, yeah. I really <laughs> like it. Also to date, uh, Lady Bird has practically quadrupled its Whoa. budget. Awesome. That's amazing. 10 million budget. It's made 39.1 million at the box. That's office. amazing. Cool. Yeah. That's I mean, awesome. that's nowhere near what a blockbuster gets, which is upsetting. But people are buying tickets to go see people it. People are so seeing it. It's that's good. Exciting. Woohoo. Yay. Another thing I want to talk about is I love <laughs> how. Like sex positive that household is. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. It's yes. like really cool to see. We almost never see we, that in we movies. Don't get it. I loved how when she asked her mom, "When's a good time to have sex?" Yeah. And that's, her mom. Yeah. Goes, what did her mom say? She, <laughs> she says she, says she has she's a little. Like, she's yeah, like, "Are you college. having sex?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she says truthfully, "No." Yeah. Because she hadn't had sex yet at that point. Mm-hmm. And then uh, her mom says, "I say college." And yeah. then she's like, and make sure you use protection like we talked about, which is implying that they've already had the yeah. sex talk. Like, mm-hmm. if you're going to do it, just yeah. like, you know, use protection, make sure you're ready, all that stuff. There's that conversation, which I really loved. I really liked, I think it's earlier on in the movie, but um, Lady Bird's mom and dad are like in the bathroom. And oh my her God, mom says like, do you think Miguel and Shelly have sex on the pullout pad? <laughs> he and he's like, oh, yeah. yeah. And then they laugh <laughs> they about laugh. it. Yeah. Like, I loved it. It's so yeah. funny. As, like, because... I don't know how religious the family is. I think that because Lady Bird goes to an all-Catholic high school, maybe I'm assuming... No, because they address that, too. They said that Miguel saw someone stabbed in public school. Yeah, right. It's the best school And so, God, I remember that argument against, like, (laughs) public school of just, like, someone got stabbed once, and it's like... Yeah. So I I guess my point was, I assume that the family was at least religious enough to send their kid to a religious school, but maybe not. Either way, the fact that they... That it was like a pretty sex positive household. Um, Did either of you grow up in like households like that? Very religious households? Uh, no, like sex positive. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> sex negative. Absolutely. My yes. mom was actually for uh, as liberal as she is. My mom is, or at least was at the time, not so progressive about sex. Um, Shout out Lori. Now yeah. I talk to her all the time about. Oh, Raw nice. dog and dudes. No, not really. I, I hope not. That's <laughs> vulgar. <laughs> I call. That's your mother speaking. That's your mother. I call my mom. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I'm gonna regret the sentence. But uh, I call my mom like basically anytime I have a new sex partner. I'm like, mom, 
can I send you pics? Like, what's good? My, Dude, this my, is like a dream world. I could never. I'm I'm married, and I can't really. Like, <laughs> my mom is so like. Really? If you like go back yeah. home with your husband, does she make you sleep in separate bedrooms? No, no, no. We sleep or? in the same bedroom, but like it's like. Shh, I don't even. <laughs> she just like doesn't want to hear it. Like she doesn't believe in like birth control. Like oh. for married couples. Like she think like she's that. Like she thinks we should be having kids already. Which I'm just like, oh my god. Oh. <laughs> yeah. My yeah. mom. My mom was so sex positive to the point no. where. I like I think she kind of like fucked me up in the reverse way where there were multiple times in high school I lost my virginity uh, I mean I talk about it all the fucking time I do I do August it. 10th 2000 August 15th 2010 <laughs> so, sorry, sorry August 15th 2010 I do I do a whole fucking show but 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 all that to say my mom approached me several times before yeah. I lost my virginity and she was like oh you haven't lost your virginity yeah. are you are you sick like are you are you like, gross are did you, she ask you that yeah she was like are you not doing it <laughs> like why because she loved my mom loved all of my high school boyfriends to the point of like are you hitting on them and she was like you should yeah go for it you know and she but she was also great with like she brought me to the doctor anytime I would start dating someone she would bring me to a doctor to kind of just you know remind me that I could have sex if I <laughs> want but she was I don't know I think my mom was like Jamie why aren't you like a wild little slut I was like I actually like reading and, <laughs> and watching like television to read. Let's yeah. okay <laughs> I did at the time I I wasn't a reading slut. Right. I was a, <laughs> I was a reading slut. prude, yeah. but now I'm a reading slut. Congrats, and that's great. Congrats. Yeah, uh, I, yeah. So I feel I feel lucky to have grown up in a household uh, like that. And then my dad, I think, sort of like Lady Bird's dad, uh, was not. I mean, it would have been weird if he was just like, "You having sex? What's going on?" Mm-hmm. Uh, but he was like tolerant and cool and yeah, nice about it. Yeah, and Yay, as was her mom, which I think is really the what Lady Bird and her mom do fight about and then what they don't fight about I think is really telling of both of their characters as well mm-hmm. because you've seen a million times in movies and then also our real lives of being really scared to approach your mom about sex stuff and mm-hmm. you know and fear of her judging you and being called a slut and things like that but the fact that no judgment is passed in their conversation about sex and the fact that they don't fight about it whereas they fight about all kinds of other s- stuff but the fact that no shame is attached to Lady Bird potentially having sex. I thought was like really awesome to see. Right. I wonder if that's California. Mm. Oh, yeah, because yeah, you know, like you being from rural Pennsylvania, like there's no way yeah. <laughs> your parents would be sex, sex negative. Positive. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm from an uh, ha- I'm Haitian. I was born in Haiti. Like I'm from mm. a very immigrant background like that's very common for you know parents in those kinds of backgrounds to not be sex positive so but the people that I meet from California particularly San Francisco of course but like I'm imagining even places like Sacramento I'm wondering if it is a little bit more open and a little bit more there's more education and people are more laid back about young people having sex not even like laid back because there's no reason to be bananas about it (laughs) just more understanding mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess accepting I mean, of young people because I, I thought that same California thing when we see how chill the nuns are yeah. I was like oh these are some California nuns exactly. <laughs> like, like, California nuns <laughs> they're unforgettable <laughs> <laughs> you did not just be, oh my god man <laughs> I oh man shout out to the nuns having fun calendar shout out to the nuns <laughs> <laughs> you ever have a nuns having fun calendar no I feel like everyone is 
Oh, dude. I, yeah, for my aunt is like really into the nuns having fun calendar. <laughs> I thought that was you making a joke. No, check no, check it out. Like if you it's one of the better Google image searches you oh, can great. do. Mm-hmm. Nuns having fun. They're doing all sorts of stuff. Awesome. They're they're at the beach. They're doing, they're they're climbing a t- I I have a very specific image of a bunch of nuns in a tree just smile you're like great this is they're having fun anyways yeah the nuns are very chill in this movie yes which i thought was a fun choice of the things that you would assume in like a a coming of age movie would provide the most resistance kind of don't in this movie where Mm. i you know when when it opened at a religious school i'm like oh there's going to be some religion struggle Mm -hmm. in this but that's not really where the movie chooses to go. Right. Um, which I thought was like uh, cool and smart. Yeah. And California I mean, nuns, baby. Where you, the nun representation in cinema is like, you know, these like, <laughs> these oh hard, hard, actually, no. <laughs> well, my nun representation is Sister, sister Act. <laughs> so oh, yeah. that's all I've ever seen. And I'm just like, nuns are always portrayed awesome and like their <laughs> lives are awesome. And I almost wonder if it's because they don't have to, men don't have to be attracted to them so they don't have to be represented as anything but fun and cool and carefree mm. like because they love yeah. one man Jesus. Jesus. Uh, doubt my favorite Shout movie of all time your favorite movie, doubt? <laughs> we, uh, it's one of my favorites i've seen doubt so many i don't Are know why serious? it speaks to, it's yeah so dark it's very dark <laughs> i watch it a couple times a year what is going on in your head i don't know it's an it's an actor's film i love it it's okay oh, all five everyone across the board beautiful work it is beautiful acting in that film oh, doubt, doubt passes the bechdel test wow. easy yeah easy because it's like amy adams and meryl streep just saying the word doubt back and forth <laughs> doubt doubt i got doubt me too but don't they doubt. have doubt <laughs> they have doubt in men they have doubt. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, the ge- so what, well, is that passing the Bechdel test? It does. We're gonna talk about okay, doubt. We at yeah, some we'll point. do the episode. Yeah. That's well, gonna be a five-hour barn burner of a Bechdel <laughs> cast episode. Is because I feel like I talk about d- doubt in every episode. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, uh, doubt has become our new Titanic almost. Although, shout is that out to the Titanic. Other film that you guys we, think is the best yeah, film? we really talk we about like Titanic, Titanic a lot. We have it's, good taste, as you can tell. Does that um, one pass the Bechdel test? It does. It does. It's, I, right, because t- she talks to her mom. Mm-hmm. Titanic fares way better than you would think on almost every... Really? Yeah. I'm really trying to think of what conversations has she have had that weren't about her husband. Well, and then also at the beginning, it's like the old lady and her, um, her granddaughter. granddaughter talk. Kathy Bates yeah. talks to other women. They're, so, I mean, it's not, not yeah. the best, but it, it does way better than you yeah. think. Okay. Back to Ladybird, though. Um, Oops, sorry, <laughs> I couldn't help but notice how many people you see crying in this movie, and how several of them are men. Because you see mm-hmm. Danny crying, you see that priest crying, who's like directing the school musical. God, that what a what a beautiful tragic character. Yeah. God, I wish you maybe found out a little. Well, so you see a scene where he's speaking to Ladybird's mom in the psychiatric hospital. And you don't know exactly what's going on, except you can kind of assume that he is probably still grieving from the death of his son and depressed. And oh, I felt so like whenever she's like, do you have a support system? And he's like, what do you mean? Like, do you have anyone you can talk to when you feel this way? And he said, no, not really. I was like, oh, my yeah. heart is breaking for this man. Yeah. 
and again, it's just like the the writing of this movie is so good. Is we barely see that character, and yeah. he still and gets we still this, have like, such a strong mm-hmm. emotional response to it. And, and he then, has like really funny line too after after the drama show, and then he's like, "They didn't understand it." <laughs> so that reminded me of my high school theater director yeah. too. <laughs> Mental health is addressed again whenever Ladybird goes into Julie's house before they go to prom, and. Julia's just crying and she's like, what's happening? Why are you crying? And she's like, I'm just crying. And she's like, what? And she's like, some people just aren't built happy. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh. And I think that they address it with the father character too. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. he's on antidepressants, I think. He's on antidepressant. And then Lady Bird's mom is uh, sensitive to it until sometimes she'll just use it as sort of like a an argument chip yeah. of like, mm-hmm. your father's depressed yeah. and uh, stop. So stop being such a fucking bummer. Yeah. Like, yeah. But I, I thought that that was interesting too of like, yeah, I guess we do see like I, men dealing with depression. I actually missed the Julie p- being depressed part because she wasn't going to go to prom. So I thought she was crying about that and just didn't want to admit that. <laughs> I wasn't sure what that moment That's was. That's what I thought that moment was. Interesting. I yeah. interpreted it because of her. I think that it, that's easy to assume. But then when she says, you know, some people just aren't built mm-hmm. happy. I just I thought she was maybe just having sort of a depressive episode and. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Yeah, maybe you're right. Yeah. And then when they go to prom together, it's... Yeah, and then they they do have a really nice time. And and if she had been depressed, I hope Lady Bird helped kind of... Yeah, alleviate that for at least, at least a little while. Did yeah. you did you see the picture that was sort of like circulated around of Greta Gerwig directing that scene? Mm-mm. I think so. Yeah, she wore she wore a prom dress to direct that. <gasps> oh, scene. I did. Oh, I heard so about that. Sweet. Oh, I didn't see like, that one. Oh, I was like, that's so nice. I wonder if she's like super <laughs> like weird. <laughs> Girl, well, the, Greta Gerwig is interesting because I personally, I mean, the her most I would say Frances Hall was her big thing. Yeah. And I cannot stand Francis Ha. I didn't get it oh, at I, all. Yeah, I'm like, who is I'm this like, for? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> was, I, who is that movie for? And mm. and I couldn't stand her character in it. I was like, what is she doing? She's the whole dancing in the street vibe to Francis. Uh, uh, oh, I didn't. I I think I only watched the first maybe twenty like twenty five minutes of it, and then yeah. never went back to it. Yeah. And that that was really my only experience of Greta Gerwig prior to knowing that she had made this movie. Like, uh-huh. I knew who she was. Mm. Like, she's randomly in the Jackie O biopic for oh, some reason. Okay. Like, so, like, I knew who she was, but yeah. I was like, oh, the Frances Holly, I don't want to see this. But uh, it turns out that she is better <laughs> than Frances. Like, it was just, it was exciting. And now I'm fully team Greta Gerwig. I'm yeah. fully, I think she's brilliant. I would love to meet her one day. I hope she is weird. <laughs> I, she's got to be. She's got to yeah. be. Greta, she, if you want to come yeah. on the podcast. Come on the podcast. Open yeah. invitation. Come to Velvet. Sorry about this. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about the First things Friday I said about month. Frances Ha. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're I'm all entitled sure to our opinion. When you put out your art, that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure there's people, I mean, don't I you can't dare. imagine there's many, but I'm sure there's people out there who don't even like the Bechdel cast. So I have never I can't imagine why, but sure. They talk about doubt too much. (laughs) Main criticism. And and also, it's very impressive given the sheer number of characters we see in this movie of how every character has their moment, pretty much. There Mm -hmm. wasn't, like... There wasn't the symptom of too many characters and then we just lose some. Although, I do wish we'd seen more Danny. Mm. You guys love this character. <laughs> I loved. I'm I'm, I'm ambivalent. I do definitely I, hate I, Anthony, or Timothy Anne. Chardonnay. Yeah. I like him as an actor. I hate his character. But even he gets a moment too of like he has a little bit of depth, and you know he's like he's a piece of shit and is shitty to Lady Bird. But Lady Bird's kind of shitty, and yeah. 
and he has a sick dad. And it's like, you you know, I don't know. The scene where she loses her virginity to him. And then she thinks that he has also lost his virginity to her. And she's like, wow, we took each other's flowers. And he's like, nuh-uh. I've had sex with maybe six other people. I don't know. And it's uh, like, shut up. Quit being so cool. And then that line, she, and she's like, how could you not even know if it's yeah. six people? Where I've, I've school? definitely like said that when I was like younger to be like, how do you not know the exact number in order? <laughs> What's wrong with you? But she, that really upsets her because she says, like, I thought we were like sharing the experience like this. My whole experience or my perception of this is completely wrong. And then mm. the scene right after that, her mom picks her up and she on the verge of tears and her mom's like, what's wrong? And then she just kind of like sinks into her mom's embrace. And it's you see this really tender moment between these two characters who you're usually seeing fighting. But I like the balance of them fighting, but then also having like warm, tender moments like that is just like really... I don't know, it just it my robot heart that usually doesn't respond emotionally to things unless <laughs> oh, it's Paddington cool or Paddington Two. Uh, <laughs> I really felt something there. And I Paddington Two has a perfect score on Rotten Tomatoes. Paddington right now. Two is the I best know movie you guys are talking about. I haven't seen <laughs> Paddington Two. Paddington For everyone who can't see it, Kaylin just gave me a look. <laughs> <laughs> I've never known you to have such a strong, strong opinion. And you have strong opinions on a lot of things, but mm. nothing stronger than Paddington 2. What is Paddington 2? Paddington is an anime film? It's, it's a live action except the bear Paddington. Paddington That's bear what I thought it is was. CGI. Yeah. The first movie is terrific. The second movie is even better. It's genuinely a good movie. It's so good. Okay. Can't see that 400 <laughs> It's hard to believe, but I'm going to... It is hard to believe, especially because the movies are not marketed well. Okay. Because they're children and family movies, so yeah. I won't get into it. Just know that Paddington 2 is the best movie of this century, so that's wow. all. Wow. Yeah. What's the story? Like, quick, quick. Like, what is it about? <laughs> Paddington is a bear who lives in Peru. Oh, my God. He gets displaced by an earthquake. He has to move to London. This is Paddington 1. He's looking for a family to take him in, and then this family <laughs> finds him... The father is like, ooh, a bear? No. And the mom is like, no, we have to help this bear. It's an allegory for immigration and racism, right. and it's so good. And then they take him in, and they try to help him find this explorer, and they, I won't spoil it. And then Paddington 2, he's in the family now. He gets wrongfully accused of a crime. Hugh Grant gives a performance of a lifetime. Wow, this is an it's, epic movie. Yes, it's Two great. Movies, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So check out Paddington and Paddington 2. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> and Lady Bird. And, and Lady, Lady Bird. Bird. Yes. And The Shape of Water with my new boyfriend, Ooh, is that The good? Fish's Butt. Uh, <laughs> the, the movie is pretty good. It's okay. a good love story, but you go for the hot fish. Okay. The fish is hot. So, yeah, I mean, there's no, there's truly no shortage of good movies out mm-hmm. right now. Don't yeah, see the post. True. Don't see the post. Really? Skip the post. Oh, no, but that Such screenwriter a, is like a first time writer and she's I like know. so cool. I know. <laughs> it's, I, I think that's, I think that Steven Spielberg kind of biffs it up by, no uh, yeah, just by with a bunch of, just like the, the story is not the problem. It's just like the way it's shot. It's so Oscar baity in the way it like uh, looks and, you know, I haven't the heard, news, it's just, you this. know, one of the reasons why I haven't gone to see it is because no one is talking about it. Like, I haven't heard anyone be like, you gotta go see the post. Because mm, <laughs> you don't. <laughs> you don't. I, Tanya, amazing. Mm, no way. Oh, I, Tanya yeah. is so good. No okay. Yeah. Check right. out our okay. I, Tanya Patreon episode coming yeah. out. Um, one last thing I wanted to say about Lady Bird is that it's a very white movie. You do see two people of color characters in Miguel and Shelley. 
the fact that those characters are sort of, to me, they felt sidelined. It was kind of crazy that, you know, this is a movie about Lady Bird and her home life and her, like, year leading up to leaving her family. The fact that those are the two characters that we see the, like, least of screen time-wise and they feel the least developed. Like, I don't know. I just feel like, I mentioned this before, I just wish we had seen more of those characters. I mean... I do think they were sidelined, and I don't think they were cast really great. They didn't have, like, really great... Like, even when they were on camera, they didn't really shine to me. Mm -hmm. So I thought... I imagine that maybe that was part of the problem. Like, Mm -hmm. you don't really want to put them in more because they're not really owning the scenes that they're in. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I thought for such a white movie (laughs) to... Like, I, I didn't feel like it was that bad. Like, I really felt like because it, it, it is, it's a movie about a white girl and her mother and their relationship. I don't think it was about these characters. Right. And I think the way that they handled the race, the different races, is great because they didn't put them in scenes and then make jokes about their race <laughs> or, yeah. you know, or like the punchline isn't their race, you know, or like. Right. And then the one time it does come up, Lady Bird's immediately told to fuck, fuck right off. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Exactly and and they don't ignore it either. They totally call out. Out that they're different races but it's right. not like they, they don't make fun of it they don't mm-hmm. it's like right. it's it's well handled for this film you know yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the demographics of Sacramento uh, that, that was part of it it's like oh this mm. is a very white movie but it's a period piece in a very specific place and maybe that's what it would have looked like I'm not totally sure though yeah I don't know what Sacramento don't know. was looking like in 02 yeah, I, was I, at, I was at Westgate Mall yeah. <laughs> Does anyone have anything else they want to say about Lady Bird? I think you should see Lady Bird. I yeah. think it's a great movie. You if see you haven't it. seen it, it's yeah. it's like if you want good storytelling, great acting by Laurie Metcalf and Saoirse Ronan. And Beanie. It's like sweet and fun and easy to watch and like you might cry at the end maybe. Yeah, I I had like five different moments of, you know, like a two second cry where you're like, ugh, yeah. and then it's over. I had a bunch of those. My so. cry was uh, when they're dropping Lady Bird off at the airport and yeah. her mother refuses to go out and say goodbye to her or even look at her. Yeah. And then she drives around the block and, you know, runs into the dad's arms crying. Yeah. She's gonna, like, I thought that was beautiful. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. So, as we alluded to earlier, this movie for sure passes the Bechdel test. Lady Bird's talking to her mom. She's talking to Julie. She's talking to Jenna. She talks to Shelly. She talks to the cool nuns. The cool nuns. All kinds of characters. She talks to her, uh, she talks to her guidance counselor. Wasn't her vi- guidance counselor a black woman? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, don't I don't know if remember. we ever... <laughs> it's a very quick scene. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if we ever learn her name. So I don't know uh, if that scene technically passes. Ooh. Got it. But, but there, that was a fun scene of like Lady Bear's like, I'm not sure if I have the grades to get into a good school. And she like laughs at her face. Like, it's like, you definitely <laughs> do not. For sure don't. You do not. <laughs> that was, uh, so, you know. Yeah. So uh, they're often talking about school or Sacramento or applying to colleges and all kinds of stuff that yeah. are not about boys. Amazing. But they also do talk about boys, which is high school. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's also a sweet moment in the pool with Jenna. When Lady Bird asked her what she wants to do, and Jenna says she wants to be a mom. And I was like, wow, I didn't see mm, that coming. Yeah. So that was sweet. <laughs> There's Oh, I guess we, we didn't really have time to talk about the Jenna character, but I, I thought that she was another small character who is serviced pretty well by this movie. I agree. Mm-hmm. Where when we first see her, it's like you almost draw the conclusion of how the character will be treated, which is like, oh, she's going to be, you know, villainized or whatever. Uh-huh. And she is a little bit, and you know, and you see in the way high school girls sometimes are, like, you see what Jen is going for, but then you do see those, like, human moments. And I agree. And she's actually the one who's hurt at the end of the movie 
because Ladybird lies to her about yeah. where she lives. Yeah, and she says something like, I don't why, even, I can't even begin to understand why, why someone would, would lie, lie about that. So you could see that Jenna was genuinely in it for the friendship and mm-hmm. they weren't friends anymore because of Ladybird's being a stupid liar. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> so I do. I, I, is such yeah, a liar. She is, but Greta does, does an excellent job at like putting layers into these characters yeah. for sure. I also liked that scene between Ladybird and Julie, where Julie's like, Jenna's a moron. She's like, no, she's in AP calculus. She's like, she's a moron in a deeper sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. Really great. <laughs> I also loved the portrayal of a happy marriage that was yes. financially unstable. You know, yes. like I, I was like the stressors of life. And yet they managed to keep their marriage happy, which I liked and the, so much. And speaking to like the, the beta, I mean, we've called him beta daddy at mm. this point. But but seeing a man in a marriage and is in the beta role and is, you know, quote unquote, emasculated in a sense when he can't find a job and he is depressed. But I think when we see characters like that, especially male characters a lot, um, it's like we're supposed to believe like, and it's killing him. Yeah. He wants to be the alpha so right. bad. Right, yeah. But this character doesn't. He seems and doesn't. totally fine where he's at. He, he yeah. seems very much like Laurie's. I mean, I don't remember the name of her character. <laughs> I only remember Me either. Uh, Marion. Marion. He's very much Marion's emotional support. And you can yeah. tell that she respects him very much for that, which I loved to see. A lot of tropes that you see over and over again in mainstream Hollywood movies are totally subverted in this mm-hmm. movie. And it's just 100%. like really awesome to it's see. great. Yeah. With that, let us rate the movie on our nipple scale. Uh, Zero to five nipples we rate based on its portrayal of women. I'm going to give it five nipples. I agree. Yeah. I yeah. give it five nipples. Yeah. The, five, five nipples across five the board. That never happened. The characterization oh, is really yeah. great. And yeah. I love a flawed female protagonist. Same. We don't get to see flawed female protagonists enough. And there are a number of movies out right now with very flawed female protagonists that even though they're lying and doing you know stuff that's fucked up, the writing is there and you, you can see yourself in it. Like watching this movie is a personal experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I like it. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Well, Charlotte, thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me, guys. I had yeah. so much fun talking about this movie. Yay. This is a blast. Where can people find you online? Do you have anything you'd like to plug? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at I'm Charlotte Face mm-hmm. and then also on Instagram <laughs> at I'm Charlotte Face. <laughs> And I run a show called Velvet. We're first Friday of every month at Copper Still in Koreatown at 8.30. It's a free show. It's always great lineups, and it's always a fun time. And I host special. It's going to be Thursday, February 15th at 8 p.m. at Lyric Hyperion. Kate Berlant is on the show. Ooh, this love time. her. Yeah, and it's uh, it's called special because we're doing long sets. You're, like, uh, seeing material that they would do if they had... A special. Awesome. So. If you love long, long sets. sets of stand-up comedy, check that out. Awesome. You can follow the Bechtel cast on all the social media. You can go to, oh, you should rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah. And you should uh, subscribe to our Patreon. It's only $5 a month, and you get two bonus episodes every month of the Bechtel cast. This month you get I, Tanya, and the Disaster Artist. Ooh. Wow. Ooh, Biopic nice. February. Yeah. Also, you should come to our live show. Oh, yeah. What's <gasps> up, Los Angeles, California? Whoa. Ever heard of it? Yeah. If you live there or near there, 
we have a live show on February 12th at 8.30 at the Nerdist Showroom at Meltdown Comics. I'm so excited. We're doing the notebook, baby. The notebook. With past guests from our Butch Casting the Sundance Kid I'm like episode. Dizzy. Caitlin Gill will Caitlin be there. Caitlin Gill will be there. She's awesome. She's so funny. She's amazing. It's going to be a great live show. Yep. Come on down. Tickets are $10. And we're going to have our brand new merch for sale there. So, Hot merch alert. Wow. Want to save on shipping? Yeah. Get those stickers. Get some buttons. Aristotle will be there. I want to meet Aristotle. Yeah. And you can meet us too. Or, uh, you no one wants to meet us. Your favorite celebrities, Caitlin and Jamie, yeah. will be there for you to meet and talk to in person. Our backup dancers will be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you've, you've never heard our backup dancers before, but they're always here. <laughs> they're always <laughs> dancing quietly yeah so come on down to that <laughs> tickets are on sale you can go to bechtelcast.com slash live and mm-hmm. get your tickets and we'll see you there see you there thanks for listening thanks for being here charlotte have Thank a you. great time everyone and goodbye Bye. infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 live march 20th from the edge at hudson yards in new york city Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Tired of spills and stains on your sofa? Wash away your worries with Anabay. Anabay, the only sofa that's machine washable inside and out, where designer quality meets budget-friendly prices. That's right, sofas from only $639. Anabay brings you a no-risk experience with pet-friendly, stain-resistant, and changeable slipcovers made with performance fabric, cloud-like comfort with high-resilience foam, and hypoallergenic featherless down that needs no fluffing. Their steel frame ensures longevity, and you can rearrange the modular pieces anytime. And here's the cherry on top, up to 60% off site-wide. It's backed by a 30-day satisfaction guarantee, so if you're not absolutely in love, send it back for a full refund. No return shipping or restocking fees. Every penny back. Join the revolution of easy, clean, stylish living with up to 60% off at anabay.com. That's A-N-A-B-E-I dot Offers are subject to change and certain restrictions may apply.